All right, welcome everyone to another episode of Behind the Human. I am your host, Mark Champagne, and it is my job to unpack the stories and mental fitness practices of people living at the top of their game, personally and professionally. Today, we are rocking a joint show where I, along with Kevin and Alan from the Hyperconscious Podcast, jam on all things mental fitness. I'd categorize this episode as incredibly practical, loaded full of tips and practices that you can immediately apply to your life. Take a look at the show notes. I've got links to everything. And thank you, as always, for your attention. Enjoy the chat. Every single action that you have ever taken started as a thought. So when you change the way you think, you will change the way you act, and you will change the way you live. That is hyper-conscious. No matter what you're going through right now or ever have gone through, the only way your life changes is if you change first. That is what we are here to help you do. A huge shout-out to our friend and mentor, David Meltzer of the Playbook Podcast, for sponsoring this podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another very special, as always, episode of the Hyperconscious Podcast. Today we're doing something a little bit different. Uh, we're going to be kind of doing a dual podcast, but we have a very special guest that you guys have not met yet. He is the host of Behind the Human Podcast. He is a author in the making. That's probably the best way to say it. And yeah. he is a mental fitness advocate, also the co-founder of Keo. We are sitting down with Mark Champagne. What is happening, my man? I'm just ecstatic to be here. What an intro to the actual <laughs> show. That is high energy. I Dude, love I, it. I, I've always, and I tell my clients this, I want you to do your intros live. It's just different and it builds a level of rapport and you're a podcaster, so we can talk about podcasting too. Yeah. But I mean, Dean Graziosi, when I did that intro, I saw him like light up. And there's just a yeah. different thing about, and have I screwed them up? Yes, I screwed up the Dean Graziosi one. So it, <laughs> it happens, but I think the risk versus the reward is is always uh it's always there it's worth it i mean this one's obviously a little bit different but normally i do my intros live as well uh but it, that was a pure selfish thing on my side i'm like this for for one thing it saves time in editing and and second i just feel like it saves probably 15 minutes of like backstory buildup when the guest also starts where the audience starts right right or the listeners start yeah so yeah that, it makes sense that's a great point so i want our listeners to get to know you quickly and then what we'll do is, like we said, we're kind of going to freestyle this and see what happens. Um, yeah, we'll just ping pong a bit. You and I jumped on the phone and we, there was just like immediate rapport. And we were like, dude, we, got, we definitely got to do this. We're very similar. And I was like, you're going to love Alan too because he's similar to me, but also super different. So who, <laughs> who yeah. is Mark? Who are we talking to today for the listeners who don't know who you are? Oh, you're stealing my question. I love it. That's good. Uh, <laughs> Uh, I, I describe myself as someone that is uh, very curious and, and fascinated with questions that other people reflect on. Mm. And, and that just that came about naturally through my life, just always trying to do my best to you know, you know, live the next day even better than, than the last and, and continually growing, right? And I noticed that it didn't matter who I was following on podcasts, reading books or blogs, they're all asking these really powerful questions that I feel like no one was really focusing on. You, you, you see the quotes, right? You see, oh, they did this, they did X. But like, what was the question that started that venture? Or even, even deeper, like, what are the questions that they're, you know, they're really dialing their mind in so that they have clarity and can think? And that just sent me down this, essentially, this three-year rabbit hole of, uh, especially with the podcasts and hundreds of of interviews and thousands of questions at, at this point. And that's, that leads into the book that you mentioned that's kind of author in the works, uh, which is going to be a, a, a curation of some of the podcast guests, but then also the, the, the second half, like living, like legends of the past that we can learn from. I just finished a profile on, on Kobe Bryant, for example, mm -hmm. like what, what were the questions he was asking himself to, to play and, and be the person he was. So yeah, that's me. Just a curious person. Uh, I like to live life on a, on a happy front. It's life can be short, so you gotta have fun, smile. So I love that energy, that intro, and, and and you guys in general. So thanks for having me. Yeah, of course, dude. We we're blessed, man, because this is our job. And like 
I think everybody at, at times we lose sight of this, but we were talking before, like we're in our studio, we just got a new nice new rug, we got the soundproof in. It's just I remember what it was like to be miserable and working a nine to five that I hated and you know, being really yeah. low. And now it's like I get to come here when I want, I get to go to the gym when I want, you know, this I'm living my dream. That's that's it at the end of the day. So I'm it's hard not to be high energy when you're when you're as happy as I am. Mm. And it's real totally. happiness. It's real happiness. What's interesting you said, you know, because uh, something that's a little different with my story is that the job I was in, I actually liked it. You know, there was there were no issues. I had a great team. I was doing well. I was kind of on that typical like corporate track. You know, the next step, I think, was a move to to Europe, essentially, in, in a marketing position. Like everything was good. But there was this little itch inside of I'd really... I'd really love to solve this problem that I'm seeing again, coming, go, going right back to the questions. Cause I was journaling on those questions. Right. And it was like, there's no good technology out right now in terms of digital journals to capture content like that and allow you to easily fire up, you know, a new entry or like a blank canvas to reflect on, you know, where you're at in your life in relation to that prompt. And that's actually what stimulated me uh, leaving the, the corporate world and I only bring this up because just like you, like doing, doing the thing that you love, I'm doing the thing that I love now too. And I, I, I didn't know that, right? Mm -hmm. Like it took that little, that little itch or that little push to get me there. I thought I was doing something and it was good. Like it, I have no regrets, no complaints, but now I can feel it. Like everything, like my whole core is, you know, in this book, in the podcast, in the mental fitness training that I get to do, like it just feels a thousand percent right. Ha. Oh, go ahead. So I know one of the things you wanted to ask us was who we are, but I, I was researching yeah. you earlier and I was listening to a podcast you were on and you kind of went down that a little bit of like, I really didn't have a ton of trauma growing up. And what's interesting is on this show in particular, we we do believe that your adversity is your advantage. It, it depends on what you do with it. And we've had some people on the show that have gone through like unbelievable adversity and really come out on the other side better. And I think that we also have done that in our own life as well. What I think is interesting about you is that you are very growth minded, but yet you didn't necessarily have any huge traumatic moment. Like Kevin was suicidal. I had this really bad car accident. My father passed away in a car accident when he was two. So we, it's almost like those incidents got us to ask those tough questions and really come up with yeah. answers. And I think what's interesting about you is you came across that on your own sort of uh, how, how did that happen? And it's kind of interesting that you're the mental fitness guy because if adversity didn't create it, of course it had to be a proactive version of that, which sounds like mental fitness, doesn't right, it? Right. Yeah. It's so, is where I can tell you guys are, are great hosts because you're making me think of something that I've never thought about. Um, you're right in the sense of like the, the, the childhood growing up, you know, loving childhood, really nothing I can uh, say negative about that. I'm in a men's group and, you know, every other man in that, man in that group, there's like some sort of serious trauma. And even for myself, I'm sitting there and like, I don't have that. Like, or am I missing something? Is there something buried that I should be unpacking? But as you were speaking, the trauma that I have gone through, uh, is recent is, is actually this app that, that you, you mentioned briefly, Keo. I mean, we reached a, a shitload of people, 86 million app store impressions at one point with the app. And uh, October of last year, 2019, uh, I hit delete from the app store. Uh, just wasn't, you know, wasn't financially successful for us. But, you know, left the job, realized I didn't want to go back to that job because this is the type of work I want to do. So financially still recovering from, from that whole de uh, decision. Um, we moved, like just a lot of... of kind of turning the soil and you're right Alan, in the sense that I came from a place where the, those prompts existed, but I was so b kind of buried underwater at that time, going through the regular emotions of like, how could we fail at this level? Like what would my family think? What would my ex colleagues think? Right. You know, what would our investors, our advisors think? And then after stewing in that for, for a few days or so, it's actually the podcast, the prompts, the mental fitness practices that, came through that journey that actually saved and pulled me out of it. Right. So that was kind of the realization was that the, the very idea or, or the, the thing that made me kind of rock my life and, and sunk me for a while actually saved me at the same time, which was 
know, just journaling or reflection, right? So it's interesting, like, so the, the, what you made me think of is I have gone through some, some serious trauma. It's just in a, a different order, mm. I guess. And right. it's funny because the tools kind of presented first, they were a little bit forgotten given the emotion, but then it's like resorting back to that. And it also for me is just like, that's the motivation for the book. Right. Like, I know this stuff, uh, you know, Kevin, you know, being suicidal, like I've, I've interviewed someone literally, you know, two days after he self-checked himself into the hospital mm. for, for being suicidal. And, and it was those practices that saved him. So it's, there's like, there's a strong mission or purpose on obviously, you know, exposing people to these things in the extremes, but then, you know, when it's not the extremes, there's just so much opportunity, right? There's right. So, it's, it's exponential, right? How do you know what, and let me know at any time if you want to hammer us a question, because I realize we're hammering you, but how do you know what questions to answer and how to answer them? Because you were asking yourself questions of what happens if this fails? How could we fail at this level? What will my family, my colleagues think? Right. Those questions. answers have to be, those are hard as hell. Right. And I think most people answer those from a fear-based place. Like, yeah. it, do, it almost doesn't matter what your ex-colleagues think. It matters what you think. Right. Right. So how do you go about navigating that? And how, what advice would you give to somebody who might be in a similar position? Well, I think it's, you know, trust your intuition, feel like feel the feels when those, those type of questions come up. It's normal. The thing I, uh, that I did, and it's funny because having just finished this Kobe Bryant profile, uh, for the book, he, he did a lot of this. And I, I just realized this. So when I was asking those questions and came to the realization, like, this is not, not going to help me. The why type questions, you know, they're, they're good in some, in some places, but they typically lead you down a rabbit hole that there's just no answer. Like, why did this happen? Like how many, there's so many different answers versus, you know, what could I have done differently? Like now you're starting to learn from that. So right. flipping the set of questions into questions or prompts that allow you to learn and get out of that scenario, gratitude questions, those are the best to, mm. to flip you out of. And that's what I use to flip out of those fear-based uh, questions or, or just emotions and whatnot. Like just the most simple things, right? Like the gratitude in terms of the fact that, you know, we're, connected we've got working mics there's video like the internet's working like just everyday stuff for us that you know many don't have access to right it, it that immediately pulls you out of any negative loop i think it's tony robbins that's it's like you can't be grateful and pissed off at the same time or right. upset at the same time right so so yeah i was just it was just going back to those principles because i've heard them right hundreds of times from from all these different people in all different walks of life so just slowly started, you know, chipping away at the questions, chipping away at the thoughts because they, they'd still come up because there was still a ton of uncertainty. We're trying to, we're trying to close the app down. We're trying to see if we could sell parts of the app. And like that was full of disappointment. Um, but then when it would come up, at least I felt like I had the tools. It's like, okay, you know, what? I'm going to up the meditation. I'm going to do some breath work this morning. I'm going to, they're there. Right. So it's funny. Sometimes we just have to practice what we <laughs> preach. Right. So I think what we should do, and, and this is just a suggestion, I think we should all do a round robin here of like what questions changed our life. I do a journaling habit. Uh, have you ever heard of Bronnie Ware's book, The Top Five Regrets of the Dying? No. Um, so she worked in hospice for like eight years. We were able to interview her on episode 180, which was a huge dream come true. But after my car accident, I found this book. And she worked in hospice for eight years with the terminally ill, and she found these common patterns of I wish, I wish, I wish. So the first regret is yeah. I wish I had lived a life true to myself and not what others expected of me. Second one is I wish I hadn't worked so hard on the wrong things. Third one is I wish I had the courage to express my true feelings. Fourth one, I wish I stayed mm. in touch with my friends. Fifth one, I wish I had let myself be happier. I now, and I did this earlier, right before this, actually Kevin witnessed me doing this while I was eating my Subway. I asked hammering, myself- Hammering Subway. <laughs> oh yeah, put chicken bacon ranch, <laughs> grateful grateful for the chicken bacon ranch. I, yeah. I ask myself each of these, I reverse engineer regret every day now. This was actually Kevin's suggestion. And I haven't missed a day in probably two months at least. Never missed a day. And so I'm doing wow. my reflection today on yesterday. And I have a question with each one. So I wish I had lived a life true to myself. My question is, where was I outside of alignment? Or no, where did I appease today? 
And then the second one Correct. is, I wish I hadn't worked so hard on the wrong things. Okay, what did I work on too hard that is not part of my greatest level of contribution? So I have these certain questions that I ask and answer. At the tail end of my journaling habit, I have this one question, which is, what, it's a gratitude question, what are three specific things that were done for you that you could not have done for yourself? Uh, today Ooh, I wrote three great. things. One of them is Kevin uploads the episodes for us. One of them is my mom bought me a new bathing suit recently. Uh, the other one was nice. the, my girlfriend Emilia made me dinner Thanks, last mom. night. And I think true gratitude is acknowledging something that is kind of, it seems like it's, it's so for example, our health. Okay. Yeah. We take that for granted if we're not grateful for it because we think it's a given. Like Kevin uploading the episodes, I've never uploaded one episode. We're, we're coming on 400 episodes. I've never once, oh, I did once in the airport. Yeah. In the airport one time I uploaded one. <laughs> but like, what if I just, that yeah. becomes normal, right? And now I'm yeah. taking him for granted if I'm not acknowledging that. So now I do that every day. So what are some questions that have changed you guys' lives? That's, that's interesting. That's interesting. I think for me and like part of my story, I made six figures. I opened up the pay stub and I was like, Oh my God, I made a hundred thousand dollars at 25 with no co- or 26 with no college degree. Like this is it. I made it. And I think my question to myself was, is this, is this what happiness is? Cause I didn't feel any different. Mm-hmm. I still was insecure. I still was depressed. I still didn't have hope for the future. So I think for me, like, is this it was the question. And that, that made me like that night I went to bed and hyperconscious was born. Like, it doesn't matter. The pay stub doesn't matter. The person you're laying next to in bed doesn't matter. The bed doesn't matter. The car doesn't matter. What matters is up here. And for me, that was it. Totally. Like that, it was like, is this really it? Like, is this what everybody works for? I don't want to do it anymore. Powerful. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'll just go back to uh, what you were mentioning, Alan. The thing I like about the way you're looking at gratitude is that, <clears throat> excuse me, you're, you know, you're breaking it down because often, obviously, people default to just, you know, what am I grateful for? Right. And quickly you run through your point, health, family, um, you know, my, my house or apartment or whatever. And that's kind of it. Like it just keeps repeating and rinse and repeat. It's the same thing almost every day. Right. And A, it can get repetitive. I mean, I'm not knocking it. And if you're not doing anything, that, that's a great place to start. But I think the more right. that you can get into the details of that, like, what is it about your health? Right. Right. And, and really dive in. And then, then all of a sudden, then you're really sparking that kind of neurochemical cocktail to make you feel great and, and motivated. Right. Um, I, I just want to share that because I, I see that often, often with, with a lot of the questions coming back and, and where people are struggling. For me, I think one of the most impactful questions I've ever been left with, and I think about often, and it was left from uh, Jamie Wheel from Flow Genome Project, uh, Stephen Kotler's um, partner, working on flow states. And it was just simply, what am I pretending not to know? Mm. And I remember when he left that, I was like, damn, like I just kind of kicked the chair back. And it's like, that is, that is so loaded. What am I pretending not to know? Not to know. So it's like, you know, that you're eating like shit, but you're oh, kind of justified. Oh, totally. Eating. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Right? My version of that question is what am I hiding from myself? <laughs> or what, what? Yeah, Exactly. Yeah. Okay, Same gotcha. What, what am I avoiding that I should be facing? Yeah. Powerful. Yeah. We ask ourselves, we ask each other that regularly. Um, totally. Well, and, and just going right back to I, this, this Kobe Bryant profile is really prominent, obviously, right now in my mind. But like one of his main questions is um, how do you negotiate with yourself? And he said it in the context of, essentially that same question like we can we can negotiate ourselves out of not going to the gym so easily right right you know we're staying in bed oh it's warm in here i'll just i'll sleep for an extra few minutes or there's just so many things that we can negotiate ourselves uh out of but essentially we're pretending right Mm. so that's a question that that comes up often when i feel like either i'm stuck um or just feeling off, you know, mentally or physically, like there, there's usually a few things there that I'm, yeah, you know what? Uh, I'm telling myself that I'm hydrated, but like, am I really hydrated? Am I actually drinking water often throughout the day? Or, you know, did I just have that one sweet or did I actually have that like every day, you know, <laughs> what, <laughs> so what, something like that. What are the, and I, I love that. I love the, the question, like round Robin questions. 
what do you say to yourself, both of you, when you got you have to do the shit you don't want to do? Like when my alarm goes off at four thirty in the morning, I don't always want to get up. And I tell people that, like, how do I get out of bed? You just do. You just do. Yeah. Like for me, it's I put myself in pain, and I don't suggest your listeners or our listeners do this because it might not be the healthiest thing. But it's simple to me. Kevin, version A does the things he's supposed to do. Eventually, he gets the life he wants. Version B makes excuses and doesn't do the things that he knows are the highest leverage points for his success. He doesn't get what he wants. If I want to succeed, therefore, I must do the things that are difficult but necessary. For me, I just put myself in pain. I, I am that person. I am the person who gets it before 30. That's the kind of person I am. And I've just forced yeah. myself to be that. And that's who you aspire to be, too. That's the, the best version of that. Right. The best version. Yeah. Um, do you, yeah. you want to go? Because I, I, I think I have a, a compelling answer for that because I came across this recently. And okay. for me, I try to make decisions that eliminate the need for constant decisions. What Holy. do I mean by that? I draw a line in the sand with myself. Like, for, I'll give you one that I, that I did early on in my journey after that car accident. I chose in advance to stop chasing easy. I chose in advance that I do not want an easy life. I want a deeply meaningful life. I want to do what is hard and what is difficult and what is challenging. If you look back, and everyone who's listening right now, please look back at your life. And even just the story you told, the most difficult, challenging times are the ones that got you to grow and contribute beyond yourself. I say the dark holes that we are in the tools necessary to climb out of those holes also build skyscrapers. You were in a dark hole after you know that app, and now the yeah. podcast was born. Kevin has the same story. I decided in advance to give up this idea of trying to have it be easy. I don't care if my life is easy. It's never been, honestly. And I, and I don't think it ever will be because easy is boring. Easy is mundane. Easy is regular easy is average. If you want extraordinary, what does that mean? Extraordinary. It means you're not going to yeah. be able to just do ordinary stuff all the time. So one decision that I made early on was to stop, give up this idea that it's supposed to be easy because it's not. And that doesn't mean that I'm a masochist. It just means I don't Kevin is, but <laughs> here, here's uh, yeah right <laughs> a little bit. Um, here, here's the in, in a weird way. It's like you can actually enjoy pain. It's a weird thing. Uh, like the gym, for example. I love the gym. I don't always yeah. want to do it, but I do love it. And I tell people, you do not know you love something because you always want to do it. Do you always want to talk on the phone with that person? No. You know you love something when you're always glad you did. If we all look back yeah. to going to the gym. How many times have you ever regretted going to the gym? Only if I hurt myself, which doesn't happen often. Right. But how many times yeah. have you regretted not going? Less than you'd think, man. <laughs> For Kevin, <laughs> Less than you'd think. The thing is, is you're, you're not going to regret the things that you tried and failed and screwed up and the things that were hard. You're going to regret not leveling up. And the last thing I'll say here is, it's, I, af I ask my clients this. What is the number one most desired part of a physique? And everyone knows the answer, abs. Everyone wants abs. Why? Because they're the hardest to get, and they're even harder to keep. Value yeah. is the difficult. If you avoid the difficult, you will never become more valuable. I'm sorry, I didn't set it up. It is that way. Yeah. Blame, blame yeah. the universe. I agree. <laughs> no, I agree. So I have, I have a, a bit of a different response. I mean, it, it links, obviously, but I, I think of it in, in two ways. And it, it actually, it happened this morning uh, for me where I... Uh, I was negotiating with myself, as Kobe would say. So last weekend, I went on a mountain biking trip, and I, I actually tore uh, part of my pectoral muscle, which is hurts like a bitch. Right. Um, oh, good. And, you know, I haven't been sleeping the greatest be because of that. So again, this morning, alarm goes off. I'm, I'm more of a 530 guy. And, you know, I can't do everything I normally could do, but I literally just wanted to do squats, like air squats for... 40 minutes type thing in different renditions. And I you know, started going down the path of like, ah, oh, you know what? I, I yep. need sleep to sleep to heal and all this <laughs> bullshit, right? I mean, actually some of that's, some of that's true, but yeah, like right. really it's not true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's not like I slept for four hours. <laughs> um, but I mean, for me, there's two things that, that, that get me out of those situations. One, having 
having a system in place, knowing to get uh, th- that'll help me get out of that, which is I use Mel Robbins five four three two mm-hmm. one yeah. countdown. Yep. Oh yeah. Uh, I I think that's just genius. It and is so easy. It really is. And you know the other and this is the bigger one for me is just being really connected to uh, a purpose or a meaning in in the work. Right. Like I know that if I hadn't have got up this morning, that I'd probably be feeling that right about now. I, to your point, Alan, I think you mentioned I would have regretted not doing that. And like, that's just mental real estate and mental capacity that is not going into the book or the podcast or the, or, or my clients. So like just knowing that those systems intertwine gets me out, you know, in, in, in challenging situations. Mm. One thing that I would challenge everybody to ask themselves who are listening right now is like, where do those desires come from? if not from your highest self. Now, if you're, if you're in, we, we do PMES, so physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. Okay, you're obviously into mental fitness, so I know that you're probably M first like me. But to me, and I came across this realization, I was on the phone with a client yesterday, and I wrote PMES, and I said, if you're in physical pain, you're in mental pain, and you're in emotional pain, you're not going to be able to hear your intuition which is your spiritual self, your highest self. Yeah. Because I, I, I tore my groin not long ago. Here we go about the groin. It hurt a lot, <laughs> right? And when you're in pain, you can't think about much else. Or, or I shouldn't say yeah. you can't, but it's harder. It's harder to think about yeah. much else. So if you're constantly around mental stimulation, if you're in emotional turmoil, and if you're physically in pain, which a lot of us are living in that state, 24-7, 365, <laughs> yeah. you actually can't hear that whisper, that intuition. And that's why I think our best thoughts come to us in the shower when we're warm, when we're calm and all that stuff. So what I tell people is very simple. If you are in pain emotionally, mentally, or physically, do not trust your intuition. That's actually your emotions or fear trying to disguise itself as intuition. But if you are in a state of gratitude, we talked about gratitude earlier, genuine gratitude, a good resourceful state, your intuition is the one who wants to go to the gym. So why are you denying yourself that? Where did that desire come from? The reason you want to go to the gym, even though it's hard, is be- it, that's why it's like, okay, the night before, you're in a resourceful state, you're with your girlfriend, you're like, I'm going to wake up at 4.30, it's going to be awesome. The next day, you all of a sudden don't want to do that because now it's difficult and now it's here. Where did the desire come from when you were in a comfortable place? That's your highest self speaking to you, saying, I'm better than this. I want to work out. I want to be the type of person who wakes up early. I want to be the type of person who grows and develops and reads those books. So to me, I, get, I think one of the things that I decided early on as well is to stop, stop trying to, like you said, negotiate with yourself when you know that it's a mm-hmm. choice. Every single second of every single day, we have a choice to either put ourselves in the pain of waking up or to choose to let ourselves down. And here's the problem with it. We don't actually know what we're giving up. I mean, we're 400 episodes in now and it's like we could have stopped at any time. We could we could have missed an episode any time, but it's who we chose to be in advance. And this is yeah. in my opinion one of the most misunderstood concepts. We we try to we try to get people to decide in advance things and I think maybe they, they there's a couple fears around that. Well, can I rechoose? Like what if I what if I change? What it's like your decisions, you can change them at any time. So don't worry, just decide this is who I'm going to be this season yeah. and then trust that 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 will evolve and grow as you do. So uh, I have a question yeah. that I've never asked before ever, but Dave Uh-oh. Meltzer kind of right? <laughs> I'm convinced that and Evan said this too. If you're not, what did Evan say? Something along the lines of like, if you're not constantly pushing, you're never going to be happy. And I was like, that's stupid, man. I don't believe that. Evan Carmichael, right. I should probably say his last name. Um, yeah. <laughs> and now I'm thinking about it. Okay, the question is, what do you want long term? And how do you know it's the right thing to want long term? Because we've all had success in the past, and all of us were wrong about what it was. So, how do you know what you actually want long-term is actually what you want? It's a great question. That's a great question. I've been thinking about something like that, actually. Phrase probably different. It's not even phrase. I've never posed it, but just I'm thinking about it. I honestly, I, for me, what would light me up long-term is when things are flowing in. And I don't just mean I don't just mean like financial flowing in. I mean like when I get on the phone with someone like you, Kevin, and we just it's 
we hit it off. It's clearly we're doing the right work and we were brought together for whatever reason. Mm. And I find, I find when you're doing the right work or you're in the right line of, you know, whatever you're supposed to be doing, stuff like that just continues to happen. And, and that feels nice, right? The right introductions come in or the right client calls or this opportunity is there. And w- when it gets to that level, it's, easy, it's easier to say no to the things that um, there's a little bit of a, a sense there that like that's maybe a stretch or not in a stretch of a growth perspective, but like it's a little off on in, you know, where I'm trying to head. And it just makes it easier. And I, and I think that's, I think that's from training, right? Like you guys are obviously into mental fitness and, uh, body and spirit and all of that. And I think all of this stuff, all of, all, all it does is take, if you take the analogy of, uh, a jammed up physical room, you know, jammed floor to ceiling with boxes and you can't see the corner of the room, you can't navigate in there. You think of your mind as the same thing with relationships and emotions and thoughts that may no longer serve us. Like, no wonder we can't see the next step for mm. something, right? You've got you to blow up. You got to do some spring cleaning in your mind and release some of that stuff, right? That, that one box might have been useful, you know, 10 years ago and be grateful for that. That's awesome. But it doesn't, doesn't mean it's useful right now. Right. right. We're actually cleaning out like the studio right after this. Yeah. We decided yeah. that was an interesting the studio moment. is yeah. a mess. Studio- so, so you're saying you're, you're hoarding thoughts. People are hoarding thoughts, basically. Yeah. Past I, think, I think thoughts, I think the other big one is that people would really understand is relationships. Yeah. Um, and even harder to, I have a friend in here in Toronto that, I mean, he does a relationship audit with his friends. And I remember asking him, like, so, like, you're just like firing friends. Like, how, how does that go down? And you know, it's not as uh, it's not as grandiose as that. It's just you know, you stop giving time to to those relationships and kind of let them fizzle. Um, but again, it like goes back to that prominent question that that I always reflect on: like, what are you pretending not to know? Like, mm-hmm. are you pretending that relationship is what it was ten years ago? Right? Can we um, can we tell you a little bit about our relationship systems for your listeners? Yeah. So we absolutely we kind of do have relationship audits in terms yeah. of like, and Alan and I are going to start doing this as a business partnership friendship. But every night before my girlfriend and I go to bed, we ask ourselves or each other four questions: Did you feel loved? Did you feel listened to? Did you feel supported? Uh, did you feel romanced? And what do you need from me? Every night before we go to bed, whether we're together Love or apart, it. we live together. And then on the weekends, on Sunday, we do this check-in where. And Alan and I are a little bit different. But my girlfriend and I sit down and we rate each other on a scale of one to 10 when it comes to the five love languages, right? So quality time, words of affirmation, gifts, acts of service, and physical touch, right? On a scale of one to 10. Then we go into the six basic human needs. So certainty, variety, significance, growth, contribution. Love and connection. Love and connection. On a scale of one to 10, how significant did I make you feel this week? How this, how this? And... It's a very good connection because if you're, and this is, a, this is kind of a, a blanket statement, but if you're a man and you enjoy physical touch, that probably makes you feel significant, right? So what made me feel significant? We were intimate X amount of times this week. I felt like that was really good. That made me feel really important, right? Sure. And every week we do this. And we, Alan and I, this is the most successful, amazing relationship I've ever had. I know Alan feels the same about his. Oh, yeah. I think it's because of the system. Because you're tracking your finances, you're tracking your calories, you're tracking the amount of podcast listens you have, right, if you're a podcaster. Why aren't you tracking how, how quality your relationship is? Yeah. You know, so I have to ask a question on that for, for both of you guys. So, like, because it, it all sounds amazing, but for someone that's never done it, it also seems intimidating. Like, it can be so painful. Let's, so let's, yeah, let's back it up a little bit. Like tactically speaking, I mean, you do it on Sunday. Is, uh, but yeah, like do you, do you attach like a ritual with that or is it just you sit down and you go or make it fun? Or, so like, well, Alan, Alan and I, are very, his are like three hours sometimes. Mine are, okay. yeah, that's not, I, yeah. Ain't, I ain't doing that, Mark. I yeah. don't, ain't nobody got time for that. Um, but, my, but him, he and his girlfriend are very similar in terms of like, deep diving. I'm just talking, I'm just going to talk about you and your relationship. Yeah, no worries, man. No, you're good. Um, good. So (laughs) just for my girlfriend and I, it's, it's just a, it's like a seven, 8 PM thing. Like, all right, we're getting ready to go to bed. 
let's sit down and figure out what we did well, what we didn't do well. Honestly, like if you're listening to this and you've never done it, you don't even have to start with all of that. Start with how, how amazing did I make you feel today? You can literally start with that because what's going to happen, sure. you're going to get some feedback. Right. Like we, we hosted an event in last January. January, uh, Top Notch Live, January 25th. Was it this 20, January? 2020. This past, 2020. Whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> I remember the pitch, so that's how. <laughs> yeah. My girlfriend, the first check-in after the event was brutal, Mark. I got like threes across the board. Mm. Like I cried. I was so hurt that I let oh, my girlfriend no. down. And yeah. I know why. It's because of the event. It, I, I was putting so much of myself. We're doing four episodes a week. We're prospecting for for people to come. I'm practicing my speech. We're touring the venue. A rough couple months. All of this stuff. Yeah. And my girlfriend and I sit down and I say like, love and connection. How, how loved and connected did you feel this week? Three. And I'm like, holy shit. Like I really let that go. Now my emotional intelligence and my resilience is at a point where it's like, yeah, I cried it out for sure, but I have to do better, right? I, my agreement with myself is I am the best man. I am the best... I'm the best husband. Yeah. I'm not married yet. I'm the best father. I don't have children yet. But like that is what I'm shooting for. So, but yeah. that starts with one question. Like one question between you and your spouse can change the game. I would say make sure it's something that you know is relevant to you guys. I would start with one question first. Mm. Long, long story short. Yeah, that's great. If you're if you're not used to these kinds of rituals, I think consistency is our strength. Uh, Kevin and I's uh, like since Emilia and I started doing the gratitude game. Uh, every single night we we say things we're each grateful for about each other. And if we're not together, we do a voice memo. And we've literally never missed since we started. And we've been together for almost nine months now. We've also never missed a check-in. And some of them are long. Some of them are four, five, six hours. Um, typically around two to three now. But to, to if you're not good at consistency, I would say start there and, and hold each other accountable. Because here, here's what I'll say. Feedback is necessary to grow. And I think what's interesting about this episode, and I'm realizing this in this moment, is I don't think Kevin or I ever fully understood the value of consistent questions. Because whether it's five episodes a week, or our check-ins with our you know, significant others, or our check-ins with each other, we're always asking and answering questions. And my journaling habit, same deal, right? And so yeah. one thing that I would say to someone who's not used to doing this I would say start small and let it build because, and then just commit to doing it consistently. I don't care if it's one question a day, do it every day. Mm. Like you can, I don't care if you're trying to get good at football or good at fitness or, or good at speaking. If you don't do it every day, you're not gonna even come close to your potential. Yeah. yeah. Uh, there's a book called the compound effect. I'm sure you've heard of. Yeah. We misunderstand math. If you get one tenth of 1% better every weekday, for 10 years, Brian Tracy did the math on this. It's 26% year over year. You become 1,000% better. So I ask people, like, what do you want to be 1,000% better on? You can literally have a 1,000% better relationship in 10 years from now than you do right now. And I'm not even kidding. You totally can. Our relationship keeps getting better. Everything in our life keeps getting better, but it has nothing to do with the fact that we're great. It has to do with our consistency. I'm so... I'm so... Um, convinced of that. The last thing I'll say here... This one question Emilia and I ask each other, and I did this with one of my clients recently who is um, having trouble in her intimate relationship. We ask each other this every single week. What is bothering you about our relationship that you wish didn't bother you, but it still kind of does? That will bring up some stuff. I remember one week yeah. she's like, well, I have oh, three. Wow. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> right? At the bath mat three times. No, I'm kidding. Uh, <laughs> your wet towels. No. So, but here's the thing. Resentment builds unconsciously. The only way to work on something is to first become aware of it. Like, Kevin had no idea that she didn't feel loved and connected. No, until no. Until you asked the question. I was so focused on keeping my head above the water. Right. Like, I'm not an yeah. event coordinator i was <laughs> but and also yeah, yeah, yeah. i'm giving the speech put it and, on the resume and yeah. i'm creating the the digital asset it's like running the mic i was doing everything <laughs> i was doing everything but and this is the thing and this is the sign of a good relationship my girlfriend was there for me for the whole thing right like she i don't too bad i didn't wear the shirt today i uh she got her and emilia got us hyper conscious shirts it says change the way you think change the way you live in the back 
Yeah. And it has it has the an audiogram of me intri- oh, no, of us of saying hyperconscious intro. together. Yeah. And like she literally Emilia and Taryn gave us this At And this event. is this is the, dude, it's the feedback, man. It's the feedback. My girlfriend literally says, "Hey, do you have 5 minutes?" And I say, "No, babe. I I don't have 5 minutes." And like, first of all, don't be a dick. Like, don't be a dick, Kev. You have five minutes. But I'm so overwhelmed, and she's got a present for me, right? Mm-hmm. Like, she wanted yeah. to give me a present. That's why she wanted five minutes. So here I am opening this present, crying before, you know, my speech. And it's just, that's the mark of a good relationship, in my opinion. When I'm burning down, she could be burning down too, but she's there for me. When I'm burning down, I'm there. I have to be. I have to be. And I think that's the mark of a good relationship. Like, it's not a fair-weather relationship, it's an all-weather relationship in order for, for the sunny days to come, because they are. They're more sunny days than cloudy, but we got to work on the cloudy days, that's all. Right. Of course. Well, it's like, it, well, thanks for sharing all of that. And it, it, it reminds me of, you know, any type of physical sporting event, right? It's like, don't start with the Ironman, right? Mm. Start with the, with the training to get to the Ironman. Right. And um, just with the questions, I think, like, if anyone listening that is, you know, wants to get started with, with any of this stuff. And it seems intimidating, even, even in a relationship. I mean, I would argue, start with asking yourself mm. some of those questions, right? We, right. Many people and, and myself included, it's not like this is what I've been doing all, all my life, but I definitely see the value just like you guys do to slow down a, a little bit, take a few minutes and ask some powerful questions. Cause to your point, like you can't, you can't course correct or, or make the change if you don't know what you're trying to change. Right. Until or you where, or where you're awareness. trying to go. Yeah. Right. Yeah. How do you, how do you get clarity? Like just in general, if, if how clear on you, are, how clear on you, how clear are you of what you want now and in the future? And this obviously this is a group question, but how did you get that? These practices, yeah. like, I, I have to say, I mean, when, when I was going through the whole shutdown period and even, even the building period, because it was, I mean, we had never built an app. It's myself, my brother-in-law, we were the two co-founders and we had a small team of about five and everything was foreign to us. And like, it was obviously, it was challenging, like, like starting any, any new business. But what was happening was because the podcast was starting there and then you, you know, people were coming in doing content collaboration. So I was seeing all these different things and they're leveling up my own practices. And I remember there was a point where it's like, man, I feel really anxious or, or I can really feel these emotions. And I was struggling whether, is it just because I'm more clear or clearer than ever? And these have always been here or is it legit? Like this is crazy amounts of, like stress and, and all that. And it's probably a bit of a combination of both, but I, mm. I feel like I say that or share that just to, to make the point that it's not just, it's not journaling. It's not meditation. It's not breath work. It's not physical exercise. It's whatever element in that formula and, and outside that works for you. I, I think that the, the key thing is doing something that is not your direct, like you're not, always directly thinking about whatever your work is, right? Like that, that, that's the thing that comes up, at least on my show consistently is like pull yourself out of the, out of the noise so you can actually think. I think as a society, like we've stopped thinking. Yeah. Mm. We're on autopilot. A lot of, and, and the world is kind of set up like that. It's like, go in, you don't have to think, like get on the subway that your coffee shop's there, grab that, go in, you're going to do this from this time, you know, and, and you're going to run through these meetings and you're going to do your work and then you're out. Well, and then and, in the and the rest of the right? time you're doing this, yeah, you got your, yeah, exactly. your phone stuck to your face, so it's like there is no presence there. You're living in another reality. Exactly. I mean, one of the like you guys do the check-ins with with your um, uh, with your girlfriends. One of the check-ins that and and so this is something. Uh, I mean, I'm just gonna drink my own Kool Aid on this. Like, this is something I'm pretending not to know. Like, I should be doing something like this with mm. my wife. And right. I've told myself this several times. So mm-hmm. again, like I'm pretending that I'm not hearing what you're saying <laughs> <laughs> and I don't believe what you're saying, but it, of course it's true. Right. But the one I do with myself on Fridays has, has been a game changer for me. And it's just, it's usually Fridays around three, 4 PM. I don't wait till the very end of the day, just because usually, you know, I'm trying to wrap things up uh, for the weekend. And it's just usually a 15 to 20 minute check-in with 
three questions. Um, what did I learn this week? What would I have changed this week? Mm. And what was amazing about this week? And I just, like you, you asked about clarity. I come out of that so clear with, wow, look at all of the things that happened this week, good or bad. And, you know, here's where I learned. Here's what was amazing. And I feel ultra clear to know exactly what to do next week. And can I, can I ask a follow-up? You know, right? Yeah. Well, and just the last thing yeah, on yeah. that, that you, then, you, then you go into the weekend or whatever, whatever else you're doing, not, not thinking mentally about all the stuff that went on this week. Like you've let that go, right? You've put right. the book in there. The reason I want to ask this is because I think a lot of the listeners are thinking the same way. What would have to happen for you and your relationship to start doing that system? Like what is that block of I know I should? Like what is it? To, and it's personal to everybody, right? Like, what do you yeah. think it is that's stopping that? Oh, I, th- I think it's the same thing that most people uh, struggle with with any type of questions. I'm probably scared to get the answers. So the feedback. Right. Or you're not convinced that like, it'll be worth it. One no, of those that, two. That's, yeah, I mean, I think you're be, convinced case, it'll be worth it, but I, for yeah, the yeah, list, some of the listeners might not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it's yeah, yeah. Fear. So it's for yeah. sure. Yeah. So for me, it's just... Um, you know what? I, I'm just going to make the commitment to you guys because, like, how else am I going right to do on. it? You know, sun, uh, this Sunday I'm going to shoot you guys an email or a text and let you know when it's when it's been done. Let's uh, do it. I love it. Perfect. Yeah. Let's just let's just. Do I that. think it's and that's why I wanted to ask. Number one, because I knew you'd answer. And again, this is like a it's a different podcast that we we never. Do. I feel very connected to you. I've known you for a couple <laughs> weeks and yeah, like yeah. talked to you for at this point maybe an hour and a half, but I. This is why we're doing it because it's like, it's very congruent, man. I don't know how to explain. If you're listening and you're on the hyper-conscious side and you've listened to us interview however many people, this is different because it's like, I don't know. The energy is different. Yeah, it's contemplative. I really enjoy this. Yeah. One thing I wanted to say, and I really am grateful that you said that too, because that's interesting because a lot of people, we, we, we know the value of something, but we still don't do it. Why? Fear. And, There's some fear somewhere. Yeah. yeah. And right. the other thing is we've said that on the podcast. I don't know what the listeners are saying. We could have a listener who heard the same thing as you and said like, yeah, I know that's great in theory, but like, I'm not going to do it. Right. Right. So I appreciate yeah. you opening up too. Good. Sorry. And if you're one of those listeners, you got to try it. Give yes. it a shot. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a, an influence technique. Are you? If you consider yourself open-minded, give it a shot. There you go. Everyone wants to consider themselves open-minded, so now they're like, "Oh shit, I should do that." <laughs> um, there's a book called <laughs> yeah. Magic Words, and it's just really powerful, influential, influential techniques. Uh, I wanted to say this because you have made a really good point, and I say this in my coaching. Everybody works in their life, day to day, doing their thing. Not everyone works on their life. And what I think is interesting is, and again, I, you know. I've only been doing this for a couple months now, but I have literally not missed a day. And I check in every day now. With, with, and here's the other thing, too. I think people are afraid to say what you're saying, which is, what would I have done differently? People have this weird relationship with regret that I, that I think is a problem. I like to look at what I regret. Why? Not so I can dwell in it and feel bad about myself, but so that I can change for the future. I regret not reading books. I regret drinking alcohol too much and too often. I regret not knowing about um, the five love languages and how much those would have helped my past relationships. I regret not going to the gym earlier. That's okay. I'm not living in regret. I don't mean regret just like, oh, I'm the worst or anything. Here's what I mean. Now that I've admitted that, okay, I have those regrets. Those are real feelings. Okay, what am I going to do about it? Now maybe I'm going to read more books. Now maybe I'm going to go to the gym. Here's the problem with the human condition in this whole personal development industry. Pain is what catalyzes change. That's why you changed after the app crashed. That's why Kevin changed after suicide. That's why I changed after the car accident. Stop avoiding the very thing that will get you to change your behavior. Because there is a better life on the other end of your behavior. Let's say you do that one check-in habit with your wife. I and Kevin, from our own experience, can predict with very high accuracy that your marriage will be far better. Yeah. Why wouldn't we do it? Because of the fear of hearing those answers? Okay, it might suck at first. Most things that are good for you suck at first. Just once you do it, it'll 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 compound. You ever had broccoli? Yeah, right. Broccoli's not not great. I had broccoli last night. It's not great. Amelia made it really good though. But the stems how you cook it. Stems were really long. Don't like long stems on the broccoli. I actually like broccoli, but I know a lot of people don't. 
I'm a big fan <laughs> yeah, of Rob. I'm yeah, a yeah. creature. Yeah. All right, so we got four minutes and 57 seconds. We got five minutes left. Is there any question right. that you didn't hammer that you want to hammer? Yeah, I just want to know what's for, for both of you guys when things get crazy back in the day when we used to travel, um, <laughs> back in the day. whatever the circumstance is, whenever you're out of your regular routine, let's just say, say that, like, what are your non-negotiables oh, wow. for your health? Fire question. For your health? Uh, well, men- mental, physical, relationship, whatever. Yeah. I would say working out. I mean, when we Alan and I went to San Diego for Brendan Burchard event, we did seven interviews. Six, uh, eight interviews. Eight inter- or, I think we did six interviews in five days. Oh, seven interviews, six days. Something. Sorry. Yeah. Something crazy. And we worked out every single day, and we went to a full immersion event, and we drove three hours. Like, when we're on the road, we're next levels versions of ourselves. It's not sustainable because you burn out quick. <laughs> so, <laughs> physical exercise, uh, journaling, meditation, water intake. Fire. Um, and then Water's some. so underrated. It, it's, it's so underrated. Every. If you're listening to this, there's a good chance you're probably like, probably always dehydrated, uh, chronically yeah. dehydrated. I think most people are. And then honestly, some form of communication with my girlfriend, like she keeps even when we're on the road. When we're on the road, I'm like a different version because I'm missing her, and it's then the why power really kicks in. Of like, there's yeah. nothing. I would go to the moon if I had to. Like, I don't care. I'll go to Mars and mm-hmm. not come back. Like, that's that's part of it for me. That's a huge why. So, but those are like my five. I would say non-negotiables. Great question. It is. Um, my non-negotiables. So I say a purpose prayer every single day. Uh, I have not missed in five and a half years. One time, I will admit, I woke up in a panic at 2 a.m. Like, oh my God, I didn't say my purpose prayer. And I ended up saying it to myself. But I never miss that. That is a non-negotiable for me. Uh, it's actually pretty long. I have this necklace around my neck and I always say it in the shower. But um, okay. that's one non-negotiable. I would say a new non-negotiable, fairly new, is that journaling habit of reverse engineering regret, thanks to Kevin. Mm. I talk about the regrets so often, the top five regrets of the dying. He's like, why don't you journal about that? And, I, and now I have questions under each one. It's a whole thing. I would say another non-negotiable is gratitudes. I, I never once, not once, in nine months have missed Same. sending Emilia my gratitude. Same, yeah. Uh, like l- awesome. last night, we fell asleep, and I wrote them. And I didn't want to wake her up because she had already sent me her voice memo. And I texted it to her, to her, the all eight of them. And then I said, I'll voice memo them to you tomorrow. So, and today I did that this morning. Kevin wasn't in the studio and I, I just read them to her and sent them to her in a voice memo. And I have them all saved in a Dropbox folder because I want to be able to look back and, and relish on those memories, all the things we're grateful for. So those are three non-negotiables. What's another non-negotiable for me? So I have another new one. After COVID... I was very, very upset that I couldn't go to the gym. Uh, it yeah. bothered me literally every day. I, I don't want to sound like a drama queen, but it bothered me every day. And I Same. cried on my way to the gym in happy tears. I don't know if I'm going to miss again, guys. I know that sounds weird, but I'm, I'm doing 40 minutes a day, 45. I, I set my alarm for 40. I don't know if I'll ever not go again. I might not, but I don't know if I want to. I want to do it every day. I want to weight train every day for the rest of my life. I, I, I know I'm weird. Uh, and if not, I'm going to go for a run. I'm going to do some form of exercise every day. I'm committed. That's a non-negotiable. That's a new one because COVID made me realize, like, I am taking the gym for granted. Like, I can't believe I didn't go and I could have. Um, yeah. What are some other non-negotiables? Do, 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 those are the ones I can think of. Yeah, I, I'm those, pretty big on great. drinking water and stuff like that, too. But those four I never miss on. What are yours, Mark? Yeah, wa- water is the new one because uh, I definitely realize, and I, I work with a couple uh, MDs out in Houston who often remind me to be hydrated. <laughs> so, so important. That's a big one. And I notice the difference. Um, the other big two, I'd say for, for sure, physical exercise uh, daily of some sort. Even if, even if it's just a long walk, I'm starting to be a little bit more kind to myself when it comes a, I'm noticing with this torn muscle, obviously I'm a bit limited, but just like movement, let's just call it movement. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is journaling. I mean, that's, that's obviously a big one in, in, in my game, but I, I'll add with journaling is just, I, I journal typically in the morning, um, but I've expanded it and I'm really, this feels so good to be able to do this, to, to journal when it's needed mm. and not just maybe literally a minute when 
you know, someone says something on a call or something that kind of irks me and I'll stop, pull, pull out. It could be digital, it could be paper. Again, this is another realization is like, it doesn't matter what the tool, like what the medium is. It's the practice that counts, right? Same thing with meditation, use the apps, use whatever breath, use your breath, like just get the practice in. But anyway, and just like in the moment, live kind of one minute, like, well, like, why did I react like that? Like, what is it? And then it's done. Like, and, and it's not like packing down. So I'd say that's turning into a non-negotiable is just, uh, I'll call it like live journaling. That's fire. Can we all set one more non-negotiable before we go? And I do have one more protecting Emilia's heart. Being kind Ooh. to her is a non-negotiable for me. Anytime I've ever been briefly unkind, I immediately was like, stop enough like she's the sweetest thing in the world and i will never take that for granted but should we should we each do one non-negotiable i say i say my purpose yeah my purpose prayer as well i do that every morning in my journaling my journaling is like not as intense as yours necessarily or remarks not that intensiveness means anything really but i always i always say like what my thing is like why am i here like why am i here what am i here to do that's a non-negotiable for me right moving forward do we all want to set a new non-negotiable that's going to be mine that's yours? Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm going to use it as two answers. What about you, Mark? Uh, well, I'm going to stick with the weekly check-in with my wife. Fire. Mm. Yeah. New non-negotiable for me. Yeah. So I'm going to lock this in right now. I'm going to exercise every day for the rest of my life. If the, It would be extenuating circumstances for me not to do that. Some form of exercise. I don't care if it's yeah. a walk or a run or weight training. Does yoga count? No, doesn't count yoga. Doesn't count. He's yoga. a yoga hater. No, I'm not. A, I'm not a yoga <laughs> no. hater. I, it's gonna be weight training. Print it. Print it's it on the presses. The only reason why I'm concerned is like, what if I'm traveling where there's no gym? I'll I'll do push-ups or so. I, I want it to be weight training every day for the rest of my life. I just don't know if I'll have access to weights, so that's why I said exercise. Savage. Yeah, every day I, I do. I, I feel it. I feel it. I'm gonna I'm gonna do it. Okay. Yeah. So far, I'm three for three. Love it. <laughs> Post COVID, three for three. Yeah. This was fire, man. Yeah, this is great. We're going to have to, I don't know what we'll do, but we should do, I don't know if we do this monthly or something. I'd love to just because it's, <laughs> yeah. it's nice to, to just jump on and see what comes because, and Alan, I think one of your mentors said this, you can't schedule innovation. Well, this is kind of what we're doing. We're innovating thoughts as we go. I think this is a great medium to do it. And I appreciate the hell out of you for joining us, man. It's, uh, and us, us joining you, however we want to say yeah, it. Right. <laughs> but where, for our listeners, where can people find more about you? When's the book coming out? Plug yourself sir oh well, when's the book coming out that's a loaded question i mean i'm hoping for first half of of 2021 it's already been uh kind of restructured by uh mr ryan holiday so i'm, I'm really really pumped to have a call with him that's yeah awesome. we had a strategy cool. call and it. it's like the, probably the best thing we could have ever done nice i love ryan. um so hopefully first half of, of next year but just behind the human behind the human.com and social that's that's where i am i'm accessible uh, just look for the the young old guy with the white hair. <laughs> the and, young uh, old guy, I love it. <laughs> yeah, what about... I'm what the about old you, young guy. Guys? You're the, the young yeah. old guy. <laughs> <laughs> um, you can find us at thehyperconsciouspodcast.com. We have all this stuff. If you like us, the Hyperconscious Podcast, like we're going to be crossing... By the time you guys hear this, I don't know when you're launching, but we'll have over 400 episodes. Um, this is our, our jam. We do five wow. episodes a week. If you need us, we'll be there. Like that is our... That is our commitment. And then uh, as far as I go, I'm doing free 30-minute podcast consultations. If you have a podcast, if you're trying to grow it, if you want to start one and you don't know where to start, no strings attached. We'll hop on a Zoom call for 30 minutes and I'll take you through what we do. Uh, and I also have clients that I take care of everything for as well. So that's, that's my jammy jam. Quick pitch here. Quick pitch. If you want a world-class life, you're going to need world-class clarity, a world-class system of success, and world-class consistency. If you don't want a world-class life, I wouldn't work with me. But if you do, I will help you. Peak performance is my jam. Physical, mental, yeah. emotional, spiritual. We are going to dial in your life like you're Michael Phelps. Whatever your version of his swimming is, is what I'm going to do for you. So reach out. Uh, we do free calls, thehyperconsciouspodcast.com. You can reach out to myself or Kevin on any of the um, Instagram's probably best, but LinkedIn, Facebook, all that stuff. And between uh, me and my assistant and Kevin, we all get back to everybody. And even if we don't have the answer, I guarantee you we know someone who can help you. So Mark Champagne knows. Yeah. If we don't know, Mark knows. We'll send <laughs> you Mark's way. Or at least he'll know a question that'll, <laughs> exactly. that'll help you I'll, get to the I'll answer. I'll fire back with a question. <laughs> right on, well, man. 
Yeah, this was fun, guys. And I just want to acknowledge you uh, both for just like living out, you know, your passion and uh, putting in the energy and the effort every day because you're you're changing and shaping a lot of lives out there. So appreciate give yourself that, some self-love. We appreciate that. If there's anything we can do for you, you're an ally, you're a friend, you got my my text, like, dude, anytime, anytime, we're, we're uh, all in on helping you achieve everything you want to achieve as well. So much love, Thank brother. Thank you. I agree. Let's do this more often. This, this was super fun. Let's do it. Let's do it. We will. Ladies and gentlemen, we're going to get out of here. Talk to you soon. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, we hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you did, it would mean the world to us if you would share this with your friends. And if you have any questions, please reach out to Kevin or myself. Our contact information is in the show notes, and we can't wait to hear from you. Guys, we wouldn't be able to do this without you. So if you would kindly leave us a review on iTunes, that would help us make more people hyper-conscious.